This afternoon, I, this evening, I may have the privilege of preaching to you the Word of God as it is summarized and confessed by the church in the Heidelberg Catechism, uh, Lord's Day 1. The church confesses, What is your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has delivered me from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Spirit, also assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, when we, we read Luke 12 together, I think we, we may have all thought the same thing, that we don't fear God enough and we fear people, other things, too much. We don't always realize how holy God is. We live in a world where the blaspheming of, of God's name is very common, and even many modern churches have, have thrown out any talk of sin or of the, the Ten Commandments, making the church seem more like a social club than an assembly of those to whom God has shown His grace in Jesus Christ. But the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't, doesn't really make sense unless we understand the holiness of God and our own sins. And so when we're reading the Old Testament, we see how they constantly, the, the, the word constantly reveals the holiness of God. We need to understand that fire came from heaven and consumed Nadab and Abihu when they dared to approach the holy God in an un, improper way. We need to remember what happened when just the messengers of the Most High God came down to earth and the people who who met the, the messengers, they were, they were trembling with fear. They, they were exposed for who they were. Seeing God's holiness brings nothing but, but fear and, and dread. Well, the Ten Commandments that we read every Sunday expose us before God for the people we really are. And they stand as an irrefutable indictment that our rebellious response to God's grace deserves eternal punishment. That's the situation that we as sinners are in. And as we lie on our beds at night and we think about that, we think about the day that went by, we often see how many ways we've been spiritually lazy, cold and contemptuous to, to others, or maybe if we didn't see anything, our struggle is being self-righteous and, and, and proud. And yet, then we see God's holiness and we, we cry out. We cry out to the Lord. And the Lord gave us the Psalms we can use to, to cry out to Him out of the depths of our sadness, like Psalm 130. We are standing, we are serving a holy, holy God. And we are undeserving sinners. When we see that, we long to be comforted. The good news that Jesus announced is that those who mourn 
for their sins are blessed, for they will be comforted. That's in the the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, verse 4. And in his word, our Lord reveals our only comfort in life and death. And we confess that together. In Lord's Day 1, I preached to you that under the, the following theme, in Christ we may live in the presence of our holy God, comforted. Fearing the Lord and without being afraid. And so we come to Luke chapter 12 and we, we seek to understand what our Lord Jesus was saying to us, what, he, what He's teaching to us. And we see that when He says, we need to understand this, and, and children as well need to understand this, when, when He said, I will warn you whom to fear, He's not saying, I will warn you against whom you should fight or from whom you should be fleeing. The Almighty Creator of heaven and earth made human beings to live in a relationship with Him. And even though He punishes those who rebel against Him, He does not want people to run away from Him or or to fight against Him. When the Bible talks about fearing the Lord, and it does so many times, it's talking about fear in the sense of revering or respecting or submitting. And comparisons always fall short, but the fear that our Lord Jesus was talking about can be compared to what we might experience when we come across a a heavily armed police officer who's called in to restore order when there's a riot. Well, we fear the, the power of their dangerous weapons and their authority and their armor. And we fear it not because of any concern for our personal safety, but because of what that power can accomplish. Fearing in this context is understanding and respecting the power of another and then rejoicing in the knowledge that they are on our side to make us feel safe. Although the riot police, they come with their their guns and their body or armor to, to forcefully subdue the power of their enemies so that evildoers do not feel safe to continue in the rebellion That same fearful force is a comfort for those whom he has come to help. You see, our fear of God makes us feel safe. So what does that look like? What is this fear of the Lord that the Scriptures call us to? Well, in order to fear the Lord in the way that our Lord Jesus commanded, we need to know who the Holy Lord is and and what he is doing in the universe. Fearing the Lord consists of believing that He exists as He revealed Himself in creation and in His Word. And so people who fear the Lord don't just talk about Him as if He's like any other created being, but they tremble before His majesty because they know that He dwells in unapproachable holiness, that He is eternal, that He is so powerful that He can create the world with just words. Those who fear the Lord know Him for how He revealed Himself. And they also know His plan. That His plan is to dwell on the new heavens and the new earth together with all those creatures who love to be a part of His family. That also means that everyone who does not want to serve Him on the earth will be punished as God's enemy for all eternity. We we fear the, the gravity of the situation, the that the real work that the Lord is doing, fearing the Lord, 
includes acknowledging that He is a sovereign judge who is able to deal with you eternally according to what you've done and what you've said. And then that brings us back to Luke 12, because if that's true, then every single thing we, we've thought or said is, is known to God. We are, we are completely exposed before Him. If you don't want spiritual growth in your life, the, the Lord knows that. If you're more concerned about whether or not your friends like you, then what God calls you to do, the Lord knows that. For those of us who are hiding things that it may be a frightening thought to read in Luke 12 that it's it's all will be openly proclaimed. You can't hide anything from God. One day both the good and the bad you will have done will be made known. Luke tells us that in those verses 2 and 3 that we read. So we know who the Lord is. We know the plan of the Lord. Then we know who we are before Him and, and His holiness as, as judge. But those who fear the Lord also know that He is extremely merciful and gracious to undeserving sinners who confess their sins before Him, even as they, they seek the forgiveness of their sins in Jesus Christ. We know that all we have to do is tell the Lord what He already knows about our hearts and about our lives. Confess our faith in Jesus Christ as our complete Savior the promise is that he, he washes us clean. He gives us His Spirit to walk with Him in a redeemed life. If you revere the Lord who has revealed Himself in His Word, then you can also know that you don't have to live any longer in the embarrassment and the, and the fear and the loneliness of unconfessed sin. For God's love is greater than our sins. The Holy God has revealed His His glory and His majesty and He has intervened into the chaotic history of this fallen world in order to bring salvation to undeserving sinners. That's the amazing comfort we confess in Lord's Day, of, uh, Lord's Day 1 of the Heidelberg Catechism. And that's why we can say fear God without being afraid. Having made it very clear that we live each day in the presence of a holy, awesome, majestic Father who is able, who sees everything you've done and who is able to, 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 he has authority to cast you into hell. God the Son who came into this earth to bring salvation speaks wonderful words of, of comfort for his friends. You see that in verse four. His friends are those who believe in him who share in all that He accomplishes by His work. His friends are those who confess, I belong. I am not my own, but belong with body and soul, both in life and death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus' friends belong to Him. They, they are connected to Him by true faith, just as the, the members, the parts of your body are included in whatever the, the head of the body directs it to do. And so rather than, than being on our own before the judgment seat of God and being judged according to all that we have done and thought and said, which God exposes in His holiness, we may be judged according to what Jesus Christ has done. And so that public display of all our shameful and offensive sins 
is overshadowed by a louder voice, by the, the gospel declaration that all those sins Jesus Christ has fully paid for with His precious blood. He has set us free from all the power of the devil. Rather than condemn us, that public display, all that we see, that sinfulness, we see it, it becomes a testimony of the fullness of Christ's payments. It becomes a, a message for us of the depth of God's grace to us undeserving sinners. The comfort for the church that our Lord Jesus reveals in Luke 12 is that we are as valuable in God's sight as His only begotten Son. And we belong to Him. So when you are frightened by the holiness of the Almighty God who sees and knows everything about your life, when you are on your knees before Him and, and, and filled with the shame and the, and the sorrow that comes from the sins we have done and said, remember the words of the Son of God to His friends. And, and He says that in verses 6 and 7, Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God. The very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than sparrows. The things we hardly value, like, like little sparrows that are sold or next to nothing in the marketplace, or at one hair that drops from your head, you, you probably don't even notice. It doesn't hinder you when you're driving or walking or running. It's just a little hair that, that falls from your head. The Lord Jesus says they're not forgotten by our sovereign God. And then the question is, how much more certain can we be of our value before the sovereign God who bought us with the blood of His Son? It's true that God knows you inside and out, that He knows things about you that you don't even notice yourself, and that if you belong to yourself, you couldn't remain in God's holy presence even for a moment. But God did not leave you there. He knew you before the foundation of the world. You're so valuable in His sight that He ensured that you would come to Him as a member of the body of Jesus Christ by true faith. He, he draws you to Himself. He draws you to light through Jesus Christ. And the sovereign, holy God that we fear so much for His strength and His authority and His sovereign power and His eternity he values your life down to the hairs of your head. And He will care for you even more than He cares for birds. Even, even if death is part of what it means to follow Him. And that's why the Lord Jesus tells us this in the context of fearing the Lord and not being afraid of humans. The problem with fearing people powers is that this fear can be paralyzing. It actually can interfere with our obedience to, to God. You can, you can think about think about your own life. Think about how you your view of others affects what you do. How often do you think, oh, what are people going to think? And then that affects the decisions that you make. How many times have you heard somebody say that they won't do something good because of what others might say or do. There are people who sometimes don't even want to come back to, to worship in a congregation because they will, 
They think that people may look down on them because of their past sins or more uh, more serious situations as well where there's where there's persecutions that you might be afraid to stand up for the Christian faith because you're afraid that you might be mocked and ridiculed or, or that might happen to you on a Monday or a Tuesday while you're doing your work. And then it happens that we make fear of people a more powerful force in our lives than the fear of God. And that's why our Lord Jesus warns us clearly, don't, don't do that. Fear the Lord first and do not be afraid of people and live each day with that comfort of Lord's Day 1 in your mind. Start each day reminding yourself that you are valuable in Christ in the sight of the sovereign eternal creator of heaven and earth. You have a lot of people around you, but there really is an audience of, of one, God. And He speaks to you with words of grace and mercy. God comforts you with His love so that you your fear of the devil and other people will not hinder your obedience to your mandate in life. And that's why our Lord Jesus tells us, Fear not. Do not be afraid. He says, do not be anxious about your life. Don't be so afraid of missing out on, on temporary pleasures here on, on earth, that, that FOMO, that you do sinful things out of desperation. You, you have it all when you belong to Jesus Christ. You are valued in God's sight. And the Son of God is your mediator. You belong to Him. You may rejoice in that. And then this knowledge, we confess, leads us to, to live a holy life before the Lord. To, the Spirit makes us heartily willing and ready from now on to live for Him. The Lord emboldens us with His words of comfort. And there we stand in the presence of the Holy God. We know that our Lord Jesus Christ will, will return one day. And we're not afraid because we belong to our judge. We are his people, his body. And so when God reminds you that you live every moment in his holy presence, we, we often forget it, but God keeps giving us reminders of that. When he reminds you of it, perhaps through the, the cutting voice of the Ten Commandments when we gather for worship, maybe the the reading of His Word in, in your home together, you're reminded that you're in the presence of a holy God. Maybe it's the splendor of the, the work of His hands. Maybe it's a shining messenger from, from heaven to come to speak to you. Blessed are you, says Jesus Christ, when you see that and you mourn, for you will be comforted with the amazing Gospel. If you belong to Jesus Christ by true faith, you do not need to be afraid. All that eternity and holiness and justice that you fear rightfully because of its awesome majesty, all that God reveals to us for our comfort so that we feel safe in Him and in Christ. That eternal holy God is on our side in Jesus Christ. You are safe in His powerful hands. He is a terrifying and a mighty warrior king who destroys his enemies. Read through the Psalms. Read through through I, Isaiah. He is all those things. And he is 
a loving father who embraces everyone whom he adopted to be his children in Jesus Christ. May we live each day in the presence of our holy God, comforted, fearing God and not being afraid. Amen.